It's a, a Green Ranger. He's a, a Green Ranger, man. It's <laughs> gonna mighty morphing Power Ranger your ass into the ground. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Long Gang Kitty Series. John Wang, your most handsome non-actor ever on the face of the planet. And over here we have Angie, and we have Jerry, and today we have a very uh, very special guest, Jonathan Chu. Hi. Hi everyone. Jonathan, would you like to tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, just so that the audience can know uh, what is it that you do and you know what, like why is it that you're here today? Uh, yeah, so I'm Jonathan Chu. I'm a filmmaker who's based in Singapore. And yeah, right now I'm just freelancing and on the side I'm trying to work on my first feature film. And I'm here because Xiao Han, who, was, uh, is, who is my cousin, was a guest in the one of the previous episodes. Yeah, that's how we link up. And yeah, one the thing dungeon, the dungeon master episode. <laughs> uh, and then, actually, you're related to Xiao Han, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, he's my cousin. Yeah, yeah. Xiao Han is a great guy. Even though I fucking want to punch him in the throat for his puns, <laughs> but uh, he's a great guy. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Thank and, you. Uh, welcome we and to, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank we you. hope to hear from your expertise uh, for this particular episode, <laughs> which brings us to why you know, like this particular episode. Uh, we are going to review Jimami Tofu. It's uh, a Singaporean film by, I think, Singaporean directors, right? Yes, correct. Uh, you know, after after our last movie review, uh, Land Imagine, uh, I kind of <laughs> want to present a fair and balanced, you know, viewpoint on, on this show. Fuck that <laughs> shit! Oh my god, this film is so... Okay, never mind. I'll save that for later, okay, but so you know what? There's no fair and balance here on the Long Gun Kitties. Okay, so <laughs> throw, just throw that fucking shit out the window, Angie. Thanks, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks right so out the window. I think one of the reasons I came to this show is because I'm a fan of... Uh, the animosity you guys bring to the table <laughs> week in, week out. So, yeah, I would like to feel that person. You will time. feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I tend to be a very PC pers- person. So, okay. So, so, so am I. I'm actually a very PC person for the most part. But not when it comes to this film. You're a PC person? Yeah. What's that? Pretty condescending. <laughs> That's right, Jerry. Thank you very much. So, anyway, let me just introduce this uh, film to you. It's called Jimami Tofu. According to Wikipedia, the plot is about a Singaporean Chinese chef, Ryan, who returns to Okinawa in Japan in search of his lost love, Yuki. Instead, he discovers the art of traditional Okinawan cuisine and finds new love in Nami, a childhood friend of Yuki. So basically, this film uh, was produced and written uh, and directed by Jason Chan and Christian Lee uh, and you know features some Japanese actresses. Uh, it was also supported by the Okinawa Convention and Visitors Bureau, their film tourism promotion project, and all that jazz. Actually, this film was released back in 2017. Yes. Uh, but for some reason, it's only so-called like being showcased like in on mass in GV in Golden Village over this past couple of months. I think the marketing got some issue lah. So I don't know why, but. The funny thing is that when we actually went to see the movie, like during this period in time, the the director and the main actor was there yeah. in the cinema themselves, and they were actually giving the preamble to the to the whole movie. So let me cut you right there, John, and let me tell you a little story about this film. Back when it first came out, Jimami Tofu, I was so excited about it. They had like a free showing at the Botanical Garden uh, <laughs> that I couldn't make. And I was so devastated because I didn't know whether it was going to be shown in cinemas here, right? 
as with all indie Singaporean yeah. made films. So I was very devastated that I couldn't go uh, watch it. And then months later, they were like, hey, guys, we're going to have this showing at some cinema. So I was so excited. You know, I fucking bought the ticket, you know, uh, and I went <laughs> and I was like all ready to go. And by the time that the film was screening, right, like because I bought the tickets weeks in advance, I kind of forgot what film I was going to. So <laughs> when I was going into the theater, I walked past the director and I turned to my friend and I asked her, hey, which movie are you watching tonight? Because I was like, you know, overwhelmed with work and I just didn't know what was up. And the director turned to me and he was like, oh, you're watching Jimami Tofu. So, you know, with this sense of guilt, I was very ready to love this film, you know. I was totally, <laughs> I was totally ready to love your film, Jason Chan. <laughs> but it's very hard. Okay. But it's very let's, hard. Let's have a, let's have a spoiler-free uh, moment. Uh, we all take turns. We'll okay. just have... Maybe like a one or two minute spiel about like how you felt about the film specifically. Maybe we can start with Jonathan, our guest on the show. Right, right. First of all, uh, I, 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 this is from a filmmaker's standpoint. Uh, to make a film is a tremendous task. Uh, so to be able to complete a film, uh, whether the film is good or not, it's in that regard is, is, is plaudible. Uh. But having said that, it's not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, but then I, I think, one main reason is it's 2 hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, and it's way too fucking long. It, it's very long. And in yes. this climate, uh, in, in this climate, 2 hours and 15 minutes is, you can pretty much consider as 3 hours uh, in, in this day and age. I mean, the show could easily have been like half an hour shorter. I yeah. think easily. Yeah. Or it could have been two and a, two and a half hour shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want 15 minutes of time given back to you? Yes, correct. Okay. I, I, I watched this film twice, by the way. Twice. Twice, just first time, the time where I got so disappointed with it, yeah. that I was so angry with it. And then the second time for this podcast episode, just so I can rant about it. So you, you actually wasted four and a half hours of <laughs> being angry. Therefore, I need like at least 30 minutes back. Okay. Extra. I, I think I share the same kind of feeling with NG in a sense, because when we went to our screening, the director was there as well. And he was such a nice guy, you know, very sincere, very earnest. You know, he was selling merch. He was selling soundtracks. He was selling Jimami Tofu t-shirts. Yes. And then you were like, wow, this is such a nice guy. I, I really want to love this film. Yes. And I wouldn't say I hate it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's You just, wouldn't say you love it either. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry? Okay, overall, I really like the way some of the scenes were shot. I think from a technical standpoint, just touching on what Jonathan says, I agree. Uh, making a movie is actually really, really hard. And... Technically speaking, I think they pulled it off fine. But the story and... Oh, man. No. <laughs> that, 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 that's probably the most positive thing I can say about the movie. Okay. So I'll go before you, NGI, because I know you're about to ready to explode. But I need to I need you to keep a lid on the volcano just for the... Yeah. I am longer. entirely Do calm right now. now. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. I am so calm. <laughs> so, I, okay. Just a very basic spoiler-free review. Jimami Tofu is split into two segments, uh, as far as I can tell. So there's the there's the theme of the movie, which is uh, using food to connect people, and then there's the characters themselves. In terms of the theme, I think they did it quite well. You really got the feeling that the the food is a, it plays a central role in in the in the story, and there's this feeling of connection through food, you know, human connection through food. But everything else just fucking sucks. Uh, every like. 
it just seems like they they forgot what is it what kind of movie they are trying to make like halfway through and I don't know is it they were plagued by technical issues or practical issues or did they just just grossly underestimate the intelligence of their audience or whatever they, they really made such a dumb fucking story the themes work but the story sucks. That's that's my that's my hot take. The, the main character is a fucking idiot. He's a fucking hot mess. Yeah. Ryan is Ryan Lee is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Right, Ryan is the character's name, like the main character's name. Is it my yeah. turn? Is it my turn? Is yes. it my turn? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I watched it the first time, I was so angry with this movie that I was ready to give it a zero out of ten. Like zero out of ten. Just because I was so pissed off with the story. But Upon watching it the second time, I could appreciate some of the nicer things, you know, because I was already, I was already prepped about the story beforehand, so I'm not so angry. Then I could go like look at the shots of food, and I could appreciate some of the the scenes that were like kind of nice, um, where where he he was actually talking about food and things that had nothing to do with the story like entirely. So after the second watch, I would give it maybe like a two out of ten. Oh, that's two points more, man. Well, I think that's quite an improvement. Impro- quite an improvement. Quite an improvement. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's like 20%. Uh. 20% gain, yes. Okay. So, so I, I will give it about 4.5 out of 10. So, I paid about, like, $30 to give you 20%. <laughs> Jason Chan. How about you guys? You have a, you have a score for this. Oh, good. Mine is 4.5 out of 10. Uh, I'll give it a 5. I'll a give five, it a 5. A solid yeah. 5. Okay. A solid 5. How about you, Jerry? About 4. Like, yeah. I like the, you know, the views. At least everything. you're not, at least you didn't put it exactly at five. Otherwise, I've made fun of you for being the fence. <laughs> today, today, I'll be the fence. <laughs> no, you come in and usurp his role. Yeah. Usually, when it comes to, like, movies, I have more uh, opinions about it. Like, right, you right, know, right. the other topics, I try to be on the fence. More the fence. <laughs> you are the fence. You are the fence. Yeah. Okay. The essence of fence. So, maybe now we go into the, the realm of spoilers. If right, you okay. want to watch the movie, please. Yeah, but we highly recommend you don't now. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel us. like yeah, yeah. Just I don't. The movie, listen to us. I'm really sorry to say this because I really try to support our local filmmakers and creatives and stuff. But if you have any brain cells in your head, I would not recommend this film, even though it has very good reviews. You know, you know what? Like all the reviews on GV, all the reviews on their Facebook page, all the fucking reviews on uh Popcorn Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. are actually pretty good. You know. Who are you fucking idiots? No. Who are you fucking idiots? Are you being paid to like write those, these reviews? Those reviews are fake. It's, it's, like, reviews. it's, it's like the same people who type in TripAdvisor. These, these yes. are the people. <laughs> these are like your paid reviews. Can, can I say I prefer Jimami Tofu over Shirkers? Whoa! Wow! Do you do are you like the opposite? I thought Shirkers is it's a it's a it's a good movie, man. It's a great it's a great film. I haven't watched it, so I can't so comment. So frustrating to watch. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think that. Okay, that, wait. That's have a... you watched a Land Imagined? I watched a Land Imagined. How did that compare to this? How does that compare to this? I think it's a way better <laughs> film. Yes. Than this, of course. Of okay. Course. Yeah. 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 Wait, a Land Imagined is better than. Yeah. It is. Yes. It is. It is. Way it is, better. It is. Yeah. John is just it's rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah. I I think I I I myself have have certain problems with that film, but I think I. I, I, I like a lot. I enjoyed about, that. I like a lot about the film as yes. well. In okay, terms so of it, atmosphere. it at least needs a little bit of brain, you know, to watch that. Okay, let's <laughs> let's delve into the like I said, the the spoiler realm, and let's 
uh, dissect the story a little bit. So let's just go a little bit deep. Uh, okay, wait. Before we do that, mm-hmm. I want to bitch about one thing. What was that? Everything. Anyways. What the no, f- no, I'm kidding. Before the movie starts, right? Uh, we are treated to this whole, like, you know, director coming up to you to talk about the film. Right, right, right. So, when he was there, uh, he had someone introduce him la, very ni- uh, and said that, you know, he was a very genuine, sensitive filmmaker. And he made his, like, he composed all the music uh, in the story, which was amazing. Like, seriously, props to you guys. Yeah. And, and it had the Japanese audiences in tears. Okay? Mm. Like, I didn't need to do that. And then Jason Chan came on and he was like, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for supporting, blah, blah, blah. It was so hard, blah, blah, to get this film in. And then he was like, oh, I just need to let you guys know that it's not a Hollywood-style film. It's very Zen and Japanese-inspired. Like, wow, gee, dude. It's too much like, of a Like, who the fuck would come device. in right, 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 yeah. paying money for this and not know that this is not yeah. a Hollywood film? Yeah, yeah. And being shot in Okinawa, how... Is it not Japanese inspired? What the f- are you? Do you think that we are fucking idiots or what? I, I think there's two points in in that opening statement, which which one of my main issues is the film has way too much music. It's right. Like every one minute, you know, there's a, some music. So, there's there's music coming in. See, I, I can I, make music. Ding, yeah, ding. I, I I thought that you know, if without music, at, in certain scenes, it it will actually be, you know be much calmer and much zen if that's what she's going for. And the second thing you spoke about the zen thing. Wow, I think that is something, especially with culture and food, and something that it's you are not very familiar with. Such teams, you have to really tread very carefully. I think the only Zen thing was about this is the fact that it does not make sense at all. You know, like those <laughs> Zen koans, like the masters give to their right. disciples, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are supposed to come up with a nonsensical answers that tell them that, you know, I have understood Zen, and Zen means that, it is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, a- maybe that's the only way I can relate this fucking movie to Zen <laughs> lah. If, if we want to go that way. Anyways, so yeah. after after that preamble from the director live, right before you, he's a very handsome guy, by the way. He is. He Go-go is. Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's then, the Green Ranger. Oh. And before know? the oh. film, when the film actually starts, right, you are not watching the film as it starts. You are treated to the Preamble the, the, the pre- preamble or to the preamble of the film, which is like how they made it, and then you've got the pe- the some some lady from JCCI or whatever commenting about how wonderful this film is, how like touching it is, and how like something that touched her heart and shit. I'm like, fuck you! Like, how? Why are you trying to direct my emotions and like manipulate my feelings about this film before I even watched any, it? Yeah, because I better. don't know any better. Yeah. Angie, like, you are you are a dumb peasant, <laughs> and you need some lady from Okinawa to tell you you should feel happy watching this show. You, you need to have happy emotions, Angie. Don't you fucking know? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. You need that the, at all. you need the Green Ranger to come in <laughs> and tell you this is Zen, and you need some old old hack, old, old some some. She was an old hack lah. From from Okinawa and say she's not from Okinawa. She's from Singapore. Oh. Yeah, she's from the Japanese Chamber of Com. Oh, com- I don't know lah. Like, yeah. There's this ch- cultural Japanese cultural center or whatever. Oh, here. Okay. And yeah. she's from there. Basically, well, yeah. You need to have your emotions directed for you. By the way, uh, directors, if you are listening to this, please put that at the end of your show, yeah. This is this is what people put at the end of movies, not before. I don't know which film school you went I to. I think don't even put it in. I think I mean, like putting yeah. it in is just like such a it's just such a weird move. It's just such a disrespect to your audience, really. Okay. I feel. Alright, can we before we veer off too much? 
Ken, who's introducing the movie? Like the short synopsis, is it Angie or John? Did I not just read it out just now? Did you? Yeah, uh, I did. There is a yeah. Okay, so we just go a little bit more in depth. Yeah, in depth. Uh. Uh. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you just totally ignored what I said. No, 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 not Jerry. that. Like, like you know, in depth, like the details of the story. <laughs> wha- you know, we, okay. we haven't gotten into the movie. Yet. I'm just ranting about the pre-movie. You know, Shit, this is seriously, dude. Right yeah, because there's so much to bitch about. Okay. I'm gonna do like a like a three minute synopsis for this movie, okay? Go ahead. So we start with Ryan meets Yuki in the most ridiculous premise to a love <laughs> story I've ever seen in my life. So Yuki is the female lead. She shows up late to Ryan's restaurant one night. Ryan says, We're out of food, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Embrace subpar Japanese. And then Ryan just okay, I'm gonna rip you some Rip you something and then Yuki's just like, bitch, I didn't order this and then Ryan's just like, eat it or wait, get wait, the wait. fuck out. So the thing <laughs> is, right, she went into a Japanese-looking izakaya or whatever yes, yes. restaurant and then he Ryan was all like, oh, there's no food because like the restaurant's closed. And then he went to fucking make chakwetel. So basically, she was in a Japanese restaurant in Japan and then she was given Singaporean service standards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So this is the most ridiculous premise for a love story I've ever seen. And then after night after night, she she fell in love with the food. And then night after night, she goes back after hours again and again and again, hoping that Ryan will whip her something, some some good old local standards as it's well. It's like some tiao kind of. Yeah. I think she just wants him to whip her, like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why doesn't she go during normal operating hours? God fucking knows. <laughs> Because she cannot get one-to-one service. And then where, I- where when she got like Chagwitao stuck on her fucking cheek. Yeah, that was like she was fucking like, weird. A- and Ryan pointed it out to her. She was like, where? Where? And then she did the tongue where? thing. Where? Right? Yeah. That, that was the scene where she did this fucking weird tongue shit. Yeah. And then the- she was trying to yeah. reach the Chagwitao that was on her cheek with her tongue. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Use a fucking like, napkin, bitch. I'm, I, when I watched that scene, I was like, Wait a minute, is this how girls entice men? Is this why, like... It's not enticing at all. I watched the... Yeah, sh- I was like, is, is this some kind of technique I'm missing? I got like, a negative heart on. <laughs> <laughs> like your dick just went in. Just in yeah. <laughs> so Anyways. moving on. Okay. Can I just bitch about this part also? Oh uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Right okay, you know what? Like, so in, in the film, right, Yuki in present time had short hair. Yuki in the past had, had long, long hair. hair. And her fucking real hair was coming through her long wig. Yes. And I was so annoyed the whole fucking time. I was like... It's a wig. Who cannot tell that her fucking hair, real hair, is peeking through the wig? This is such shitty... I know you had no budget, but don't you have eyes? Can't you just pin her hair back even if you can't wear the fucking ball wig thing? And then, you know what? Yuki was supposed to be like this atas lady who goes to like fancy restaurants for, you know, tasting and shit. And she has the penchant for the shittiest, tackiest looking jewelry. You know, like (laughs) fucking gaudy shit. Cheap ass shit on her neck. Might have been better if she didn't wear anything. Exactly. She would have looked so much better because the costumes were on point. Right? But the the jewelry, man. Yeah. Fucking. Was it? Was it the men? The, the, the directors who chose the jewelry because it looked like men, some, some idiot men chose the jewelry. I think so, I think so. Yeah. It feels like. Just stay out of it, okay, next time. You don't know what the shit you're doing. John, maybe you should just, like, go, as a story go along, we just bitch. As a story go along, we just bitch. As a story go I, th- I think that'll be. Okay. That's much to, easier. Yeah. So then the next, the next point, okay, is that, so they got together. Yuki decided to help Ryan's career by introducing him to some, like, master chef, <laughs> some master Japanese chef or whatever. So this is also another contention that I have with the movie is that at no point in the movie, right, do we know Ryan's actual cooking level? 
So at the start, it just seems like, first of all, Yuki seems to love his food, love to come in after hours without proper tools, without proper actual, you know, stuff that's on the menu and whatever. Just come in night after night after night, serving, serving Chakri Tiao, and then going so far as to put her professional reputation on the line to recommend him to some local Japanese master who Ryan, uh, who actually accepted Ryan, by the way. So we can... After tasting like one tiny bite of his chakwe tail. Yeah. yeah. And wow. we can just assume that, okay, he seems like he's got some skills. Only to have their entire fucking relationship blew the fuck up in the most unspectacular fashion <laughs> when Yuki decided not to eat Ryan's food anymore. For what reason, I do not know. But this is conflict. The plot demands it. It has to happen. Anyways, there was this scene where like halfway through this, all, all this rubbish, right? Where Yuki as a food critic, had her article published in some like fancy magazine and she was so happy about it. Yeah. And Ryan decided to celebrate it for her by cooking her a spectacular meal. So Yuki comes back from work late, right? And she rushes in. She takes the magazine and she was so happy about it, you know? And then Ryan's like, look at all this food that I made for you on the table. Aren't you going to pay attention to it? And then Yuki's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And then she takes a bite of it and then she continues looking at, at at her magazine as she should because she's reached a milestone in her career. And Ryan goes on this little, little fucking bitchy fit about how she's not appreciating his food that he cooked for her to celebrate her milestone. Okay, so there's a bit of history before that. There was a, there's actually one scene before this where they were at a party, they were at least like house party or whatever. And Ryan made this like bitch, bitch made quip about how Yuki doesn't eat his food any longer. Mm. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there is some sort of uh, animosity that Ryan has to Yuki, like as if she has like continued and moved on without him or something. Chronologically, like that. Like, in the film, that happened after. Uh, before, Was it after or before? Chronologically, that happened after the the food tasting. You know, the, after her article mm-hmm. came out. But it happened as a flashback before. Oh, yes, correct, correct, correct. How we found out yep. that you know that yep. conflict happened. Yeah. So it's also like this weird thing where Yuki's tongue suddenly level up and then uh, is Ryan's food is no longer good enough. But we don't, like I said, at no point right, do we understand like what is Ryan's level in all of this. What is Ryan doing in Okinawa? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's, we, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah that's also very that's, fundamental. That's a big question yeah. also. Okay, so now that we have this relationship fucking explode in the most unspectacular fashion ever, in the most Yawn. ridiculous fashion ever, Ryan decides to go to the, the stupid little island, right? To look for... It's not a stupid little island. I, Okinawa is very beautiful. Okay. I, it's just one island. I, I don't know where. In a chain it, of uh, islands. In a uh, chain uh, of south, islands. Yeah. Yeah. To continue to... I don't know, like, beg for Yuki's... Like, like to come back to him like a, like a little dog. And to, to accomplish this, he go and look for Yuki's childhood friend. Which actually was never really explained, by the way. Like, I, at first How I did thought he find were, her? At first I thought, yeah. At first yeah. I thought they were sisters. Yeah. And also in the preamble that Angie mentioned, uh, they were talking about, like, one of the men, one of the part they mentioned was like, oh, sisterly love. Like, that was one of the themes, apparently. Yeah. Her friend is Nami. Yeah. yeah, her friend is Nami. She's super cute, though. Yeah. Yeah, she's really hot. Yeah. Uh, the actress is really hot. Which is also very infuriating, I think, both to me and Angie, as to why Nami falls in love <laughs> with this fucking loser. No, okay, so before that, so this guy, Ryan, shows up on Okinawa Island all of a sudden, right? And then fa- looks for Nami and then like talks to her about 
Yuki and blah 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 and Nami was like oh you're a chef you no longer cook uh, come on I will take you to this restaurant to taste like soul food or whatever yeah, yeah. right so she brings him to this restaurant he has a good meal and he's like wow this food blows my mind right and then what did he eat? Chimami tofu roll credits dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> should have ended there should have ended yep, there yep, yeah that sure. would have been a really yeah. great ending <laughs> to an unspectacular love story yeah but what goes on is that apparently Nami takes a like shining shine to to Ryan, who is like a bum who doesn't do anything, and she tries to help him out in all ways possible. Already at this point, you can tell that the the movie is like quite a mess. Like, with, like first of all, I don't understand a why Jimami mess. I don't understand why Yuki and Ryan needs to have a love relationship. I think it's wholly unnecessary, and I don't understand why Nami would fall in love with Ryan at this point. Yeah, because he's just a fucking bum. He hasn't actually cooked for her, by the way. So you can't even make the argument that says that, oh, you know, she she fell in love with his food, like what Yuki did. This this time, right, we were introduced to the master, to the master chef, who is the grand, apparently some grandmaster or grandmaster. He's the final boss in in this game. <laughs> okay, and that winning his winning his approval, right? Apparently, is the most difficult thing. You know, you need to go through some Miyagi san. What is, what is it? Like Camp outside his house, like, like carry the vegetables. Bullshit, right? Only to earn his more, like, like that tiny fucking model come of approval. Yeah. So that you have the pleasure of only just serving in his fucking kitchen and not even like learning anything, apparently. Typical so Japanese. Yeah. So that's also another weird fucking thing. You know what? If they had focused on that aspect, right, of him earning the approval and then him just being in the fucking kitchen, learning how to make all these wonderful dishes with love and with soul, it would have been a great movie, you know? That's a good film. Yeah, that would have been a fucking awesome film. You know? But no, you want to focus on how, you know, you've got the love of two cute girls and all that shit while you are just a useless bum who needs women to like, okay, never mind. (laughs) So, Nami at this point is just constantly encouraging Ryan, you know, always behind him, uh, supporting him through his trials and tribulation of earning this master's approval, so and so forth. And this was at the, uh, it was roughly at this point in the movie when we are treated to some really weird human moments, I, I would call it, where Ryan is on, because Nami, her, her hobby or her passion is in free diving. Yep. So meaning to say that she doesn't she doesn't dive with a gear with any gear on. She just holds her breath, just dives down as deep as possible, and then just surface after after she can no longer take it. So she will take a boat, go all the way out to sea. The guy on the boat is also in love with Nami, by the way. That's also another fucking <laughs> fucking like another layer of complication. It's just incestuous relationships all around, yeah. basically. So this this boat guy also in love with Nami, and Nami always takes Ryan out on these trips, and there's this funny thing where we are treated to this uh, long segment of Ryan waiting on the boat for Nami. I got a feeling, right, at some point the the directors and the and the actors knew that, man, are we taking this male pornography a little bit too far? Like one like one guy with two girls, you know, and two <laughs> beautiful women, and they're both they're both basically sisters. So it's a bit like you know some porno fetish, right, where you know you're banging both sisters. They're just like, you know what? We need to equalize this. We need to, <laughs> we need to level the playing field. 
So we use some pornography shots of like this main leading character. Yeah. Just him on a boat, staring out to sea, and looking waiting, very worried. And waiting for the woman. And waiting for the yeah. woman, yeah. of course. So now it's, now it's not the woman waiting for the man, it's the man waiting for the woman. So, so this it's a series of, mon- it's a montage, right? Yes, correct. A series of cuts. Yeah, yeah. It's just this dude from his left profile, then his right profile, then him looking so worried, and then like basically crossing him his arms and looking out into the distance. Yeah, and, and endlessly. Punching the air in, in triumph whenever yes! he surfaces. Yeah. yeah, that's a very weird scene actually. Yeah. Like, cut really fast. Is this towards the end of the film or something? Yeah, but it's also like really drawn out. And I think that's also like one of the things that we're talking about when this film is so fucking long. And it's it just, so fucking narcissistic, yo. Yeah, it's just like seven minutes of, of this. You know, right? If it wasn't the one of the co-directors acting as the main character, I wouldn't have said it was narcissistic, but because it is, I would say that. I, I would say it's almost like, it's almost like the, I, the the film was kind of partially funded by Okinawa yeah. uh, Film Film tourism, yeah, yeah, promotion right, right. product. So it, it almost feels like, hey, we need to make this thing two hours and 50 minutes or they're going to give us like $50,000. No, but like, look, you could just, you know, do panning scenes, very slow shots you know, of you know the landscape. But no, he chooses to focus the, the angle on himself. You know what they could have done? What? They could have done more montages of him learning how to cook. Yeah. Because that was, that was the thing I felt like. I was like, I want to fly to Okinawa to eat this. Yeah, you're, you're talking about, hang on, I'm very confused because is this is a, this a diving show? Or yeah, a diving show? show yeah. Or is it like, you know, the food, like he loves no, but like, I get, food, okay. You know? One of the things about Okinawa is the fact that the waters are so beautiful that you want to dive there. So I'm not mad at them for doing that. Mm. I'm mad at him for showing his face yeah. while they are doing that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's completely fine to show the o- Okinawa backdrop. But the thing is, you have to show it in a very organic way. Yes. Yeah. It, exactly. Like if it's beautiful, right? People will just realize it but by them, by themselves, you don't rather. have to slap us. Yeah, exactly, yeah. With it, which is crazy rich Asians' problem as well. When they use Singapore as a backdrop, where they just slap, they just slap it on. They just yeah. slap it on, man. It's a, then that becomes a travelogue, and and that's a lot of problems with films trying to use the location as a character or the food as a character. It becomes very. I'm actually fetish. okay with that for crazy rich Asians because the whole premise of the film is so over the top right so it, it for me it felt kind of organic in that right. way but whereas this one it, it's like some, something like an indie film with a lot of heart and yeah. shit and you're doing this to me yeah 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 heart and shit heart <laughs> shit anyways okay. moving on yeah. and then turns out the the master is actually on uh, Yuki's dun, dun, dun. Yuki's father yeah. yeah yeah and then we were so we were treated to also like some flashbacks of Yuki's past and he, how Yuki at the start of the show, has some foreshadow about, you know, Ryan don't abandon me. And then she in turn abandoned Ryan only for us to find out later that the father, who is the Jimami Tofu master, yeah. taking on Ryan as the apprentice, abandoned her when she was a child. I think technically, the father didn't abandon her. The father wanted to stay in Okinawa to carry on the tradition of the food. It's the mother who said that, you know, if we stay here, your, your daughter has no future. She packed up and left. Okay, something like that. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't, I don't even like that. That was never clear, by the way. Did, did any of y'all get that? I thought that they were already in Tokyo, and then the father wanted to go back to Okinawa because he was in Tokyo as a some famous chef. Is it and both, then he, is it all of us uh, are just got like different <laughs> no, and then and then he was like, no, I need to go back to my roots. I'm not happy here. Right. And then and okay, then he, okay. and then she's like, 
She's like, no, but you know, if you stay, if you go back to Okinawa, she'll have no, uh, she'll have no future. Oh, okay. I Something. think maybe Angie's but version see, is right. But here's the funny part. I, I think both of you are on point because there's actually a scene when they were quite, young, when Yuki was quite young and then they were actually on that island, right? Yeah. It was, it yeah. was actually on that island when plucking they were plucking oranges. Yeah, plucking oranges. So then actually, uh, were they on the island or were they back in Tokyo? I don't fucking know because it's never expressed. Like, if you're going to shove this shit in front of us, like, at least have some sort of, Make it clear as to exactly what's going on. We don't know if the father abandoned... I mean, the, the, the premise is that the father is the one who abandoned Yuki. That's why Yuki is so fucking mad at her dad. Right. right? Abandonment issues. Daddy Abandon- issues. Abandon- all the issues. issues. So then yeah. I, I... Okay. Anyway. So we are treated, so once again, we are also treated to this, this like non-stop flashbacks about, you know, how Yuki's dad abandoned her and so on and so forth. Then that's when he he died. He died. Uh, he died. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, just like all <laughs> of a sudden, bye. <laughs> he was the best actor in the entire film. Yeah, you know, much, he yeah. should not have died. And suddenly, Ryan has to take over. Yeah. The shit. So this this is where the after Ryan takes over the restaurant, right? Yeah. And and everyone is like, oh, no one shows up. You know, it's very sad. It's, uh, nothing. Nothing's happening. I'm very sad. It's looking, you know, listlessly. Ah, oh, let's not prepare food, whatever. And then uh, Nami was the one who went to the the magazine that so happens to. Uh, Yuki is working with as well so he, she got uh, a food critic to come in and do the food testing and right, give right. a you know, review and everything right when that happens he was like trying to do all the kind of gourmet fancy shit, fancy yeah, 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 shit yeah. to uh, impress the this reviewer and then got a actually, it all turned to shit basically. actually not I mean I don't know how many oh, how many stars it was but if it was 2.5 out of 5 stars it wasn't bad it's like a just pass just pass right but, but it was like it was like, Unlike on, this movie, you you are you are you just learn <laughs> all these things from the master, and then you're gonna you know just, just shit all over it. Yeah, just shit all over it and do your own take on it without you know respecting a tradition. So what, what fucking gives, man? So never mind that. Like when the when the master passed, right, mm. and Ryan was just like, "Oh, nobody's supporting me. No one's coming to the restaurant." <laughs> Nami was the one who's all like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get." out and get customers yeah, all the old like, customers were the one who were like giving out the flyers Na- Nami is fucking a Ryan saint in this film yeah, basically exactly. yeah. what I wrote in my notes while I was watching this character Nami equals fantasy girl character yeah, yeah, exactly lives for yeah, him yeah, yeah, yeah. does shit so. for him forgets her dreams because she's, of him she's too good a person this yeah. is basically a porn film <laughs> For this fucking director, okay? It's such a porn yeah, film. It's not a male pornography, it's Jason pornography. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, so basically, this Ryan character, right, does nothing while everybody else helps him out and tries to fulfill his dreams for him while he's just being a fucking lazy potato couch, wallowing in his, couch. <laughs> like, wallowing in his despair and his, like, you know, lack of self-confidence and, like, you know, everyone has to be like, no, Ryan, you're, like, the fucking best. How can people not see this? Yeah, for a film that supposedly needs to stroke his ego, like, he doesn't really have much of a character development. He, he just consistently just let his ego get in the way. And yeah. Like I said, uh, one thing, once again, we don't know actually what is his, what is his power level in terms of cooking. We don't actually know if he's a good, any of a good chef, if Yuki can suddenly fall in love with him and abandon him all in the same breath. It's almost like, well, are you good or not? Like, uh, we still don't know. So never mind that. So when the dad died, right, obviously his restaurant needs to go on to somebody. Right. He didn't give it to uh, Ryan in this film. So at some point in time, I guess the lawyers contacted Yuki. And she comes back to this island. No, no. It was she reading the article 
Right. And then really realizing that, hey, Ryan is at my dad's restaurant, you know, so she went back. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, I'm selling this shit, man. Oh, no, here's the, re- the, remember the reason that she's selling. Yeah, I'll the remember the, re- <laughs> it's, <laughs> the it's the fucking wow. dumbest justification. <laughs> what the fuck, right? The, no fucking joke, right? She says, I'm selling this restaurant to save you from further humiliation. Because you got 2.5 stars in my fucking magazine, you dumb potato couch. <laughs> 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 and I, when I, when I hear that, when I hear that reason, right, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, like huh? I don't, huh? I don't <laughs> like, like, what, what, what path did, but what path did, does it take in her mind for her to arrive at the conclusion that selling your father's restaurant would save your useless lover ex. from, yeah, your, yeah, your ex-lover from further humiliation? It's like, it's, it's willed to her because it's her, her father's restaurant, so she can do whatever the fuck with it she wants. But the reason she's selling it is because Oh, you know, I don't want you to be humiliated further, you know. Jonathan, can you also just give us some insight into why, like, this kind of shitty writing? Why does it happen? <laughs> yeah, why does it happen? <laughs> I How does this? I, I think a lot of times, writing is like the hardest thing in a film. And sometimes when you write these kind of lines, at that moment, you probably feel, oh my god, this is some good shit, man. But when it plays it out, it it's completely. But uh, yeah, but I mean, they must have reviewed the movie and they must have seen it as. It, as it all pans out, right? And yeah. the actors themselves, act- actresses themselves, will certainly have a say in all this. And like, did nobody ever had the, had the fucking two brain cells put together and just say that, hey, you know what? Maybe this is a terrible fucking line. I think yeah. the problem is, uh, if you look at big budget, bigger budgeted Hollywood films, they usually have writing teams and then the direct, the directors and the producers will all have right, a right, different right, take right. on. Uh, on, on the script but then in this situation the writer and the director and the producer are all the same person wait like, wait wait wait, wait. Happens. Yeah, let's not talk about Hollywood movie because the, the, the director Jason Chan already said this is not a Hollywood okay, film okay. Right, let's right. compare it to other indie films okay, okay. Uh, I watched this movie called Guang and it was I think Ma- Malaysian, Malaysian film, film and it was so beautifully told you know I think it doesn't have a very big budget but the story from start to finish was very coherent it touched my heart so much I mm. cried like a baby in the cinema okay second another film that I watched Still Human uh, it is a, Hong- a film from Hong Kong I think the first feature film from the director also an indie film Fucking, I cried throughout the entire movie, okay? It was such a good story, told so wonderfully with beautiful casting. And I think the thing is, right, they focused on the story. They didn't try to impress you with, like, convoluted twists in plots and trying to, like, you know, uh, backstory, flashbacks and shit, which I think it's a problem that a lot of, sorry, Singaporean directors have. They try to tell too much and try to impress the audience too much and then they just fucking forget about the storyline. The important thing is when the characters say those lines, right, they need to say it with conviction. And yes. they need to say it like, this is what the person will say. Imagine if you're the actor, right? And then you say that line. Then after you ask him, do you know what exactly it means? He's like, oh, actually, I don't really know. Then that line completely falls flat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it just... I don't know if it's the delivery of the line or what, but when I heard it, right, it's just like... You know, the, the you often... When you watch a movie, you, you try to be immersed in the right, experience. Right, right, you try right. to have suspend your disbelief and you yeah. try to be like... Oh, let me try to empathize with the characters. Mm. The moment she said that fucking line, right, I just like, whoa, what? Like, just snap back to reality. And just Somebody like, wrote the? this line. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Hang the fuck on. 
wait a second, this is your property, you're selling it so to prevent Ryan from further humiliation. Like, like imagine, like, you, I'm you could actress. just sick Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, imagine that I'm an actress, right? And I have to say this to Ryan, the director with a straight face. Oh, no, I have to sell this so that I, you know, I, I want yeah. to prevent you from further humiliation. She should, she, like, should have, she should have quit the movie right there and then to save him from further humiliation. And, and the yes. thing is, 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 is <laughs> normally, normally in films, if an actor reads the line and the actor feels it doesn't make sense, it's completely logical and natural for the actor to disagree. It's like, hey, this line doesn't make sense. But then the thing is, I'm not quite sure what the conversation is. And, and, and changes have to be made, you know, when, when you make a film. So anyways, moving on from this part. Okay, so what happened next? Okay. Towards so the end. Yeah, we're we nearing the end. Yeah, so again, what happened next, right, is another series of flashbacks. This movie loves fucking flashbacks, man. It's gonna be... So many flashbacks. Yeah. So then Fuck. now is flashbacks of Yuki's dad preparing food for the inhabitants of the island yeah. and using food to connect the people. Okay, so this is the part where I think... I really quite like that. Yeah, yeah. that was good. the yeah. best part, Correct. man. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so as well. And that's why I, when I said at the start of the film, at the start of this review, I said that, you know, the, the themes that this movie is specifically trying to convey, you know, using food to connect people, this is where the movie shines. And I, as yes. far as I can tell, this is the only part where I really felt immersed in it and I really felt like, okay... This is something that I can empathize with because, I mean, as Chinese, we are also very heavily invested in our food. Right. We really care, and there's a sensitivity about food that bringing I, cultures together, yeah. bringing yeah. people mm. together. Yeah. Right. Really resonated with me. Mm. Like for example, right? Uh, so after Yuki's dad passed away, the Jimami master, right? And when the patrons knew that the uh the, the restaurant was being sold off. What happened was that a lot of them came in to pay respect. So mm. they had like a kind of a memorial shrine uh, with his photos. So a lot of the o- old customers returned and then like came to pay respects to him. And then, you know, like then they sat down and then they were telling stories about how this like Jimami master was, was like, uh, helped them. For example, uh, there was this young couple who came in when they were students. Mm. And then, uh, the, the boy had to treat the girl to a meal. And then he had no money because, you know, this restaurant, uh, wasn't, wasn't super affordably priced mm. for a student. And the guy, w- and the, the master was like, don't worry. You know, like he sent him like a note in the menu that said like, okay, order whatever you want. You can have it for free. And then that was how the girl, uh, how he got the girl, basically. And then another one, and and another story about how like this, this Jimami master went in a storm, typhoon typhoon or something to pay respects to one of his Mm. customers who passed away. And then once he reached there at the funeral, after traversing like, crazy crazy weather he found out that the family who was mourning had no food yeah. so what he did was like he went back to his restaurant prepared food and then brought it back to them right and they all had the meal that the the deceased had loved and enjoyed mm. uh, at his restaurant mm. you know that was so fucking good it, it, it almost it almost felt like it would have been a better movie if they just focused on this master yeah. story exactly. exactly exactly you know what yeah like why do you have to put a Singaporean idiot in there? No, uh, instead uh, we're all treated to Ryan's side profile while he waits for Nami to surface. <laughs> so anyways, um, <laughs> Christian Lee, who is the other director, uh, the co-director of this film, he also makes an appearance. So like while, while uh, what's her name? Yuki was in, was in Singapore being a food critic, right? Like this Christian Lee, he uh, he was apparently one of her colleagues and then he was trying to date Yuki. He's trying to hit on her. Yeah, trying to hit on her and then kind of succeeded, like, I guess, because he went on a series of dates uh, with her where they eat Indian food he, they, she, Yuki has to eat 
spicy food because yeah. the pain reminds her of like the suffering that she needs to go through or some shit right, like that, right, right? right. <laughs> and that's about it <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is like every time Christian Lee tries to make a move on on Yuki right she reacts like a fucking viper is striking her from the ground the first time he touched her uh, Yuki overreacted and she said oh I thought it was a dog wow and then the second time Yuki tried to touch him while they were on a date she was trying to like hold his hand or something and then she did it and then she just like she was like I can't do this you fucking let right. her get away from me <laughs> yeah so I mean I really enjoyed Christian Lee's acting lah, to be honest I thought he was really funny um, and, and great in that role could you imagine if he was actually the lead actor? Uh, maybe just, I would have just, enjoyed just it more, you know. Ryan being play, played by Christian Lee. Actually, I, I might have enjoyed it more because it Jason be Chan very is different. very wooden, you know? Yeah, 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 His acting yeah. was so terrible. He's internal, like, he's internal. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Is that a PC way of saying terrible? Not really, it's just more like he doesn't express much. Which is bad acting, basically. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it works in it works in some films. I, I don't know if he, I don't know if the film specifically required him to be overly emotive, but at the same time, I feel like he doesn't draw the character as, as well. Like right, right. I, I just don't I just don't connect. With I this feel guy Christian Lee yeah. has a lot more screen presence than Jason Chan. In this sure. film, yeah, yeah. It might have might even be able to bring out a little bit of humor because uh, yeah. Christian is a bit more chubby. Yeah, right? but he's not terrible looking. You know, yeah, he's actually very looking, nice. Right, yeah. He kind of handsome, I guess. Yeah. I think he used to be a soul motherfucker, but you know, yeah, just turn to mush. Yeah, but uh, sorry, sorry, I mean, like when you when we say big, right? It's not like it's not. He's all, just like, a bit chubby, lah. Yeah, he's quite cute, lah. He's, he's cute. I, like w- during the during the preamble when he was introducing the film, I saw the size of his arm, and Jesus, the the guy is he goes to the gym, lah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, the connection of the the bringing people's connection through the use of food by the Jimami master, so and so forth. That was so beautiful. Yeah. But then he's all like turned to shit. You know why? By the by the fact that when the people were coming in to pay their respects, they all thought that Yuki was the was the maitre d or the or the server or the waitress or whatever, while she's wearing a huge ass fucking cheap gaudy brooch. Like <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking in my mind, nobody will fucking mistake you for the for the waitress. Fucking waitress yeah. Like, yeah. Okay? Like you're not you are so not dressed as a for, waitress. Yeah. But then she listened to all their stories and then she feels emotions. Finally, her icy heart gets melted. By the way, Yuki also means snow. Uh, <laughs> Nami means wave. So Nami being the diver and then Yuki being the fucking ice queen. It's perfect, man. But yeah, I think, you know. It's so but subtle. It's, it's, but it's very rudimentary, <laughs> la, okay? Like, it's not. Like, even a, even a fucking non japano file like me like I'm the furthest that you can get from a japano file and no even I also know no la I think you're not that far la, but okay okay but it's, anyway it's not even an easter egg it's, yeah it's, it's not, not even, even an easter it's not even an yeah. easter egg then that's where we we head on to the final conclusion of the film that's where you know Ryan meets the final boss the final final boss you know the final <laughs> boss like you kill already suddenly this is not even my final form and then transform to the final form <laughs> the final form is Yuki the final <laughs> boss yeah, and then now, Yuki is the ultimate critic, right? That's that is the final. That's the only fucking time where Ryan whips up the food that the Jimami master taught him, right? That's, that's yeah. I think that is the maybe the second time that we are treated wait, to the wait, whole. Wait, before that, before that, did Nami go into the hospital? Hospital before or after that? 
before, before. before. Okay, let's yeah. let's just go into that before we get into that. Yeah, I okay? completely forgot about that, by the way. So because it's such a... This, you know what? This scene, right? If you cut out this scene, right? Maybe I would have given your movie a 6 out of 10. <laughs> but because this scene is in the movie, right? Okay, so what happened is... Nami, this beautiful girl... Who is so cute, so supportive, so, so loving, perfect. so perfect. Is perfect in this film. Yeah, you know she supports you and whatever. She says that she wants to be, she wants to go for the nationals free diving, right? And she's a girl with ambition, a girl with character, right? She she does all this shit for you. And one day, the one day that Ryan didn't accompany her to her free diving, you know, practice, she fucking ends up in the hospital, and when. Yuki visited her. Nami said this. The reason why I wanted to free dive is because I just want to see Ryan looking at me when I come up, when I surface the water. And I'm like, excuse me? What? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Love is blind, man. Can I check for a little bit? Is that euphemism for a blowjob? <laughs> After surfacing, looking This up- woman, with all her ambitions of getting into a Nationals freediving team, is doing it just so that she can see your face when she surfaces the water. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Angie is so fucking Here's, cool. some, here's something to make you more angrier. The, the, the person that plays Nami, right, in real life, right, uh-huh. is like a really top K-pop choreographer. It's a badass. It's, it's a, a badass. badass. Yeah. Yeah. She does yeah. choreography for all the top, yeah. like, K-pop, K-pop girl brands. E- exactly. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> to write her in this way so that she just sucks your cock <laughs> and, you know, make you feel like the king of the world. You just took someone with ambition, with drive, with character and reduce her to a pathetic little woman who just wants to see who just wants to see your fucking face okay you know what fuck you fuck this movie this is the worst scene I have ever seen in my entire life (laughs) in a movie fuck you I think I think your hatred for this film surpasses your hatred for Alan Imagine by a far <laughs> mile. <laughs> uh, I think it's on par. Like, it's on par. <laughs> Dude, he, she hates it so much, she watched it twice. Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. it twice. Now I you... paid money to watch it twice, okay? Okay, fine. You win. You win. Okay, so anyway, like I, I said... I hate the this scene so much. Final boss. The final boss, the conclusion. Ryan cooks all the all the stuff that, you know, that we were treated with at the, at the start of the introduction of this Jimami master. Once again, flashback. Every time Yuki eats... One piece of food, flashback. Father. Eat something, flashback. Eat something, flashback. And then that's when her icy heart completely gives way and there's a human beating flash beat like, go, like going on underneath. Mm. And she cries and she decided not to sell the fucking restaurant. I, okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, so we, out of context, I, I thought if you don't put the, the scene into the context of the story itself, the scene is actually very beautifully shot. It is, it is very it nice. Is, right? it, is. It's very it is so good. It is. Uh, but if you put it across into the context and, you know, come on, Yuki is no angel. 
the two of them in the in the in the movie in the storyline. It's like fuck, man. You, you guys- know what? Actually, I have no problems with this scene. No. I thought mm. it was very beautiful because it showed like the the Jimami master's yeah, yeah, yeah. love for his child. Yes, because, yes, so yes. she vicariously, so, vicariously, yeah. By, so, by Ryan. So so uh, what happened was that while when the master was sick and about to die, right? Uh, Ryan, the character wrote down all the recipes and mm. the master was saying that okay on this day on Tuesday for example you need this certain dish followed mm, by this certain mm, thing mm. and in the flashback it was because uh, Yuki was the one who told the dad oh on Tuesdays we should have this mm. on Wednesdays it right, should right, be right, this right, right. right? and mm. then okay, you feel the father's love for his child, right? Like, that is preserved through his insistence on uh, maintaining this menu mm. for years and years and years and years. Mm. So I actually really love this scene. What I don't love was Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to clarify. I don't know if you guys missed it, but I thought there was a very short scene uh, where Yuki, wa- uh, yeah, Yuki was on the phone and the... The lab real estate company was calling her and saying that the credit didn't go through for the, the buyer. So mm. that's why the, the deal went off. It wasn't because she decided not to do it. So it was kind of like, right. oh, I had a change of heart. And then, you know, the, the buyer actually didn't fail their credit Stars check. Stars well. aligned. Yeah. So it's convenience. Lah. Deus ex machina. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the machination of God. <laughs> it is destiny. <laughs> it did not go through because my father built it not to yeah, go through. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's the film. That's the film. That's, that's the, the film. That's the film, everybody. I it's basically one man's uh, fantasy mm. about having to mm. go suck his cock. That's all. And uh, towards the end was uh, when y- Yuki decided to leave the island, right? Mm-hmm. Leave the restaurant to uh, both uh, yep. Ryan and Nami. And at that point in time, I was sitting on the front row, by the way. I was just two, three meters away from the merch table. Yeah. Right? I was. I told Angie after the movie, <laughs> if, if Ryan went back with Yuki after that, uh, after that meal, I'm gonna go forward and flip the fucking. You mean Nami, Nami, not yeah. Yuki. Yeah. No, no if you ended up with Yuki after the meal, uh-huh. and oh. that was Nami. I'm going to go up and flip the table. Fucking hell, man! You know what I told Jerry? I said if he ended up with Nami, I would flip the fucking table really? because I like Nami. I don't want her to be with this fucking useless piece of shit. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, he's just a fucking useless piece of shit. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I agree. She is too good for him. I know. I know. I agree. But what I'm saying is, she has to go through all that shit, giving up her dreams and everything. If she loses him after all that nonsense. I'm gonna like lose it. Like, no, come on, man. No, 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 no. She was a perfectly <laughs> fine woman With, before him. him. That's right. She can go back to that perfectly fine she woman can go to after the him. Nationals. She, she can, can go, go to nationals. the nationals and not look at his fucking shitty face. True. Seriously, are you fucking kidding me? And and do nice pottery art. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, she's a pottery artist. Mm. <laughs> now, now that we've gone through the whole film, uh, for for me the the core heart of the film. Uh, it's actually not Ryan. It's, this is what the story is. It's actually about this master chef who, who cooks this great Jimami tofu, Jimami tofu master, and her problematic relationship with the daughter. Yes. Who is a, a food critic as well. And years passed, she grew up, you know, her wings got hard, she flew away, and they have problems with their relationship. And then after that is how this food comes back to heal their relationship. And when she's gone, there's this wonderful lady called Nami who sort of become a surrogate daughter. So that's the heart of the story is family, tension and problems and the food that binds us. That's so simple as that. So if you've gotten rid of Ryan, the main character... That's a better, better yes, movie by far. Exactly. It might be very typically, typical Japanese because the Japanese make a lot of these kind of films. But, you know, if you do it properly, you shoot it properly without any complications. And you What's wrong carefully? with telling a simple story? 
with heart. That seems to be a problem a lot these days. Yeah. Why? I don't know. People just... It's just overly complicated. Simple things are actually the, the hardest. very hardest to do. To, to do it very elementally, but at the same time, trying to give you the maximum emotion. It's, it's really very hard. You know, in, in this film, there's... And, and I, I get it. It's really hard for filmmakers when you try to make a film. But, you know, when you do a lot of things in your own hands, you know, you tend to shortchange a lot of things. A, a lot of the cooking scenes were not done particularly well. He's not a good cook as well. And, and, and you know, to, if you want to act as a cook, you have to go and put in the training to go and learn how to really act, act as a, as a chef and everything. The lady playing Yuki as a food critic, I don't buy her as a food critic as well. Yep. Not a single thing. And the thing is, if you want to write a food critic, it's very hard. You have to really tap into the psychology. What are food critics like? You know, what, how do they behave? You know, why do they write food criticism? Is it because it's just uh, Atta's job or uh, what, 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 what is this kind of, uh, 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 psychology? So, so I think that is my main problem is these characters that you, 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 you don't buy them. I would have to say on the surface, right, if you just look at their faces and the way that they're dressed, actually it's casted pretty well. Right. Quite yep. perfectly, I would say. Because Yuki looks very icy cold. Nami looks like so warm and you just want to be a friend. Yeah. You just want to hang out with her. You know, Ryan... Okay, forget about Ryan. Uh, but the, the Jimami master, he looks like such a great grandfather figure, you know? Like, he I just looks like him. a master. Yeah, he I just like fucking loved him. Yeah. Even the yeah, four... Yeah. Even the, the four, four crazy characters. Yeah, 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 characters yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. great. Yeah. So, you know... It could have been such a wonderful film. And that is the worst thing because you see the potential in it. And then you're just like, why did it turn out like this? Yeah. Yeah. Instead, we are just given a lot of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, the music wasn't terrible. Uh. Yeah. But it's just a lot of music. It's very gelat. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Jason Chan. Yeah. But, uh, wonderful. Less music is always, always good. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for yeah. the love triangle to begin as well. Yeah, I think I the love triangle thing was also like, completely fucking unnecessary. Right. It might have been better if the Yuki and Ryan's relationship was food critic and chef. Mm. And that they and then they have this tension between them and that it sort of like comes back full circle as though mm. the food critic has the relationship uh, the, her, the tumultuous relationship with her father now transferred to Ryan. Right. And yes. I think that might have been a little bit of a better story mechanic. Yeah. yeah rather yeah, yeah. than having them as lovers. And then you have this weird thing where throughout the whole film is never clear about is Nami's sacrifice, you know, all her waiting and all her, you know, her hopes and dreams. What was it Ryan. for? Yeah. Is it going to all go to fucking shit because he's just going to choose Yuki at the end? And then if, like what Jerry said, if, if he had gone back to Yuki, I'm going to flip some shit. You see? And Are you kidding? No, no, yeah. see, that's the, that's the dilemma, see. You it's, just don't want him to it, end up with either girl. No, basically. but the, you that see, would be great. Yeah. No, actually, I feel like he should have gone back to Yuki because they deserve each other. You're no, just but, so unlikable characters. But Nami has invested so much, right, that you really will feel terrible for her if, no. after all that investment, that Ryan just shit. So, I mean, Ryan really shit over no, everything. If, if at the very least no. Nami deserves that little wait, wait, no, no. Listen to this. Listen to this. The little bit of investment that she put in to Ryan, right? It's nothing when he doesn't choose her. But if he actually chooses her, she's the kind of girl who's so loyal to her partner that she would just serve him willingly until he dies. So imagine Ryan, this fucking potato couch character, <laughs> and her serving him for the rest of his life. I think I will cry, you know. 
I'll be like, what a waste of a wonderful woman. You know who Nami should be? The boat guy. <laughs> yes, the boat guy who loves her yeah. and who is the one who's like there for her all the time. Yeah. I, I think also yeah. there's a reason why she's, she's I just, playing this role because she, she is an Okinawa native. So I wanna... just want to bang my head on the table so hard. Yeah. All the possibilities yeah. of this movie that could have gone great. I, I would still say it's worth a watch of... People who want to support wait, wait, wait. Singapore film. Put your hand on your heart and then tell me honestly if you would recommend this p- to people like, you know, they pay $13.50 to watch this. Do you really recommend it? I, I think you should see the trailer first. <laughs> if, if, if you don't feel like wa- 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 uh, wa- watching it, then, then, then Okay, see, fine. the thing is I watched the trailer and I was deceived. Really? Yeah. I saw a trailer and I was like, <laughs> my f- a friend of mine saw a trailer. He's like, oh, is this BBC documentary? <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. You know what? Maybe that was why I was deceived. I was expecting like a very nice, you know, documentary style right, thing, right, and right, I was like, right. "Oh, this looks wonderful." Yeah. And then I was treated to yeah. this shit show. By and large, most Singaporean films, like it or not, I, I will try to make an effort to go and watch because you know we have a small community, and and you should go and support lah. So I agree. There are a lot of films that I watch that I, I really don't like, and there are a few surprises, you know, that that I like. So so this one this one wasn't good. So but I, I there are a lot of other Singapore films that Which I, ones would you recommend? Uh, Land Imagine is good, right? Yes. Uh, not bad. Jo- John Beck's yeah. to prefer. Hey, I okay, if you're gonna spend thirteen fifty on a film, I would say that please go watch a Land Imagine over this. You, you know what's a really good local movie what? though? You know that Lulu movie by Michelle Chong? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and, see and, 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 sorry, this is a complete sidetrack. You you know why is it good? Because that film serves its purpose. It, it, right. It's not an intellectual film, it's just a laugh-out-loud comedy. Okay, okay. I never laughed so much uh, in, in that film. No. It's you, just laugh-out-loud funny. No. Would you say the same about all the Jack New movies? Jack New movies? Say say all the smack you want by, with Jack New, uh, but you know, the thing is when it comes to like Hawkeian humour and stuff, uh, yes. he's the he's I actually quite like them. He's the yeah. king. I really quite like them. Yeah. Yeah. But you know at what? Least, at least his earlier stuff. Lor. Yeah. But his modern, his modern stuff is Sort of rehashing the old things yeah. again and again, and Film, films that I, what what I really don't like is like, do you watch the Dick Lee biopic? No. Why would I? Oh, that was that was bad, man. Yeah, <laughs> that that is worse than Jimami Tofu. That that film. Thank you. I have no idea why that I film is being it. made made at all. Yeah. Because it's Dick Lee, I guess. Yeah, and he wrote home. That was the most important contribution to Singapore. Correct. It's like <laughs> without Dick Lee, we would, ne- we would never have this song that we all cry to. Yeah, you can just make a. 30 minute documentary about the making of the song and put on YouTube and, and that is fine. Make a biopic about your schoolboy days. Did he finance it? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, I think it's a few companies coming together. Yeah, that, 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 that's not a good movie. Don't, don't, don't watch it. Yeah. I didn't even know this existed yeah, before you brought too. it up. Yeah. <laughs> now we're curious. That next review film. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Can we invite you on again if you review yeah, I, that? I'm, I'm always free, man. Yeah. Okay, so, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We now have a resident film critic uh, who actually knows critic. what he's talking about. Yeah, film, holy film crap. Yeah. That's my, that's my biggest honor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Wonderful. Okay, so Dan's not around. Uh, we don't have a magical moment, but maybe... Okay, let's go around the table. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Now you have to cook something for Ryan. What would you cook? That's your magical moment. <laughs> Alright, Angie. Do you want to start? I would take a shit on a plate and then get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of expecting that. <laughs> okay. I'll take two packets of uh, Indomie from my cupboard and I'll cook it and then I'll put some 
luncheon meat and a fried fried egg on top. And then I'll say, you see, this is simple, but it tastes good. And this is how you should have made the movie. Oh! oh my God. And, and this, this is not taking shit. Uh. This is just, you know, just like saying, you know, s- simple things are, are better. But it has a lot of heart. When you said you are going to make the spam and put the yeah, eggs, yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. you have so much love for Sim- this guy. This you, I find <laughs> that my barnyard animal amalgamation <laughs> criticism of the chimera the from chimera, Man. Yeah, that has just been completely outstripped by your luncheon meat. <laughs> all hail to the new king. All hail. I, I don't say this often, but fuck, that was that was great. That is. Do you guys yeah. even want to follow up to him? I, like, you I should, like, you should, you should, you should, you should. Yeah. No, uh, no, but you that magical moment you did in the previous episode where you say Sir Stanford Raffles should should oh. ban all PMD. <laughs> no, no, no. Should write in the constitution that we should they should. Create PMD lanes from 1819. Yeah. That's, the, that's the ultimate. Nothing yeah. follows that, man. I, I, think, I think that was one of the best ones. Yeah. One of the best ones. For me, I would give him the cha kway teow, but I'll give him chao ta kway teow. Why don't you him. serve him your like non-crispy siobak? <laughs> Laced with cocaine. Yeah. That's <laughs> reserved for you guys. Oh. Chao ta kway teow and tell him take it or leave it. You know, it's past 11. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man I asked this question And I don't even know What I'm going to make for him But the Indomie With luncheon meat I think that really topped it So yeah, I'm not going to so. I'm not even going to Fucking attempt it That's such a cop out John uh, First time uh, Yeah What the Okay let me think uh, Let me think what, I will, what would I do for him Don't suck his cock No I definitely Won't suck his cock Oh my god, you we re- really stumped John. He's yeah. usually the one who gives like the, yes. the like magic <laughs> moments first, you know? <laughs> yes! Good god, John. God damn it. You were trumped by another John, Nathan. Yeah. My goodness. Wonderful. We must we must have you on more often. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna fucking cop out like the fucking bitch mate. Can't lesser think. John that I am <laughs> <laughs> the greater John has arrived oh my goodness can, can I say one last thing before we cut no cannot <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> okay alright you have my permission with, with, with regards to uh, with regards to the, the the useless guy that Ryan is and how he's able to get the two Japanese girls right don't you guys find that is this there's this there's this myth about Singaporean men being desirable by foreign women. I think it's kind of like... Wait a second. And didn't you link an article about... Yeah, so basically, um, when Jerry was like saying uh, in our group chat, right, when we were bitching about this movie, he was like, oh, you know, uh, it's such a fantasy that a a Singaporean dude can get two Japanese girls. I linked to him this article, uh, which came out maybe like last year or something, where there was a dating agency specifically trying to match Japanese women to Singaporean men because Japanese women feel like uh, Singaporean men are all these like wonderful qualities what were they let me just like trustworthy reliable gentlemanly and uh, whatever whatever and when I read that I was like oh okay yeah please have them because I always felt like Japanese and Koreans are much more racist in a in an acceptable yeah, way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not like acceptably like, racist. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, like xenophobic, protective yeah. of yeah, your yeah, own yeah, culture. Yeah. Right. So like you are coming in, there will be like oh foreigner, you know. 
Um, okay, so so the I think the thing for Japanese women is that a lot of them are not happy about how uh, patriarchal their society right, is. Right, right. So in Japan, like a lot of the women, they have to serve the men. For example, if you're working in a company, it doesn't matter if you're the general manager, you have to serve the wine at a party to your junior male staff, for example, because simply because you have tits and a veg, okay? So... So I think like for them when they marry outside of like the Japanese culture, it's better for them in a way because they don't have to follow all these rigid like patriarchal rules, which is why I guess they feel like you know uh, Singaporean guys are gentlemanly and trustworthy and reliable and whatever. <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, which is funny how because like Yuki and Nami and and then they are Japanese. <laughs> And and maybe they are trying to look for a guy who's like that. Yeah, but then but Ryan then, comes in. Yeah, and that's exactly the same. <laughs> that's the only reason why I, I say okay. you know why Nami will fall for him. The question, like, right? No, no, exactly. wait, wait. Question to all the three guys on this podcast today. Uh, as a representative of like Singaporean men, you know this Ryan character who is a useless fucking bum, potato couch. Are you insulted by that because he is a Singaporean guy? trying to work his way in, in Japan and he's portraying you guys as such a useless shitty characters. No, I don't I don't feel like he represents us at all. Yeah, I, I don't quite know how to feel about that character because I just don't know why he's in Japan. Yeah. 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 He's like Yeah. Oh my god, so, I know Oh my I'm- god, there's one thing that I need to say. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the whole premise of this movie is fucking stupid. So Ryan, because Yuki left without any any word or whatever, he travels the fucking world to try to look for her, right? Uh, when he already knows that she works for a magazine and he could have easily just emailed her and be like, hey bitch, where are you? Where do you go? Right? No, but no! No, he doesn't choose to communicate with her via modern methods. He has to fucking be a vagrant and travel around the world to find her and wait for her to come back to Okinawa. Because, no, he doesn't know how to use fucking email. He doesn't have her phone number. He doesn't know that she works for this <laughs> magazine. And he doesn't know that you can actually contact the magazine to ask them, Hey, by the way, have you heard from Yuki lately? M- movie logic. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it just fucking blows my mind. Okay, I know what to, I know what to cook for Ryan. Yes! Finally. I fucking know what to cook for Ryan. I'm gonna go and watch the show a second time. And then this time I'm gonna buy the script to the show for $35, which is actually available as much. I'm gonna take that fucking thick, thick stack of paper and I'm gonna ejaculate on each and every page. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna scrunch all this shit up, put it in a, put it in a big fucking pot, mix it in, until it turns to, and, and heat it up and turn, and, until it turns to like some fucking thick mush. Jimami tofu. And yeah, make it, and, and then, and then curl it into Jimami tofu and then mm. serve it to Ryan. Okay. Yeah. God. That's, that's what, that's what I'm gonna fucking do. That's what I'm gonna serve to him. Still doesn't mean Indomie, but okay. Accepted. Yeah. But you know what? I, I need, I needed something with a fighting chance. It's a, cyn- it's a cynic route, lah. Yeah, it's <laughs> not too bad, lah. Not too yeah. bad. I cannot come up with some generic half-ass answer. Yeah, with with so much on the with so much at stake. There's too much really. I, I, it's I, like he I, just had two sentences and you had like an entire paragraph I, I of either, text. I, I either it's have good, to it's good. I have to cop out or have to go in hard and fast and just like swinging nonstop like a berserker windmill. So <laughs> still not not uh anywhere no, close. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's fine. But okay, cool. It, the effort needed to happen. Yeah. Yes, you you made the effort. Good on you, John. It's great effort. 
All right, with that, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for thank coming you. on board. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for coming your on. Fucking thank amazing you. commentary. Note. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be super PC because you're also in the industry, but I'm pleasantly surprised. Thank yeah. you very much. So thank amazing. you. Thank you. All right, that's the end of the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening in, and we shall see you next episode. Bye. Meow. Meow. Uh, just give us five seconds.